Hi. I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. This is her baby episode, so there she goes. I am talking about the psychosis of Andrea Yates, and the content warnings are for suicide, child death. Really, we talk about that a lot. And your mother-in-law just dropping by. General disclaimer, we've been friends for so long, we're essentially post-verbal, but we're talking it out for you. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at, at tell no one podcast or drop us a line at tellnoonepod at gmail.com. Sources in the show notes, everything's alleged, but this is definitely Tell No One. Enjoy. Are you ready to rumble? I have the most devastating story to tell you. Yeah. Truly. You really like make me work for it. (laughs) (laughs) For the jokes? Yeah. Like, just like, (laughs) I'm going to hand you something, see what we can do with it. Write something. Why don't you dig up material on feverishly reading the Bible, refusing to feed her children? Oh. Got anything on that? Got any material on that? Uh, Come on, brain. (laughs) Think of a joke. Uh, I'll jump into it. Okay. Andrea Yates. Mm hmm. She was born in Hallsville, Texas, the youngest of five. Okay. She dealt with bulimia as a teen and depression. She was at times suicidal. Just she spoke to friends about being suicidal. Uh, as a teen or like throughout as her whole life? As a teenager. Life. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Um, so like off the bat, this is someone who will need familial, clinical support throughout her life, right? Right. Her family has a history with depression. Her father has depression Mm. and two of her siblings and another brother has bipolar. Hmm. But either way, she's high school valedictorian graduating in 82. And I do think that is like laying the groundwork for people kind of ignoring her troubling symptoms by pointing to, well, she's also doing this. Like she's can't, it can't be that bad. She's functioning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, she's on the swim team, that kind of shit. Yeah. Back in then, like, so she's in high school, like, late 70s, early 80s. Oh, my God. They're like, if you're mentally ill, you're, like, in an asylum. Yeah. You're not, like, going to school on the team. You know what I mean? Right. There's no understanding there. Right. Like, the stigma is still so crazy today. It's like, oh, my God. So she goes to college, and she becomes an RN, a registered nurse. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) In 89, she meets Rusty Yates. Okay. He is an engineer. Rusty. Rusty. Engineer. Yeah. Whoa. He will end up working for NASA. Okay. Um, they end up getting married in 93. Okay. They are religious. Yeah. That is, yep. <laughs> they tell friends and family they will be, quote, seeking to have as many babies as nature allows. She's like, yeah, till this body breaks down. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. (laughs) That means like, could be a lot. Could be a dozen. Like until what? Her shit falls out? Until nature will know. I will have children from now to the time I'm 50 and I go through menopause. Yeah. Or like I rip my shit out. (laughs) Yeah. Till my shit is all (laughs) Till I die or. Till I or my uterus give out. Whichever comes first. Yeah. It's so easy for him to fucking say. Yeah. Duh. Um, Her mother and friends say that at that time she kind of lost her identity in the marriage. Yeah, she sounds like a cattle. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rusty was a bit controlling. Never violent, never abusive. Yeah. Um, but she agreed to his idea of this big family and yeah, was determined to be super mom. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, particularly when they begin having children, she stops doing all the things that she used to love. Oh, yeah. 
swimming, jogging. Um, she becomes almost reclusive within the family. Totally like identity theft. Lo- theft. <laughs> Total identity theft. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like very like mommy blogger to me. Um, pre mommy blogger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they move into a, a house in Friendswood, Texas. Their first child is born in early 94. They call him Noah. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compare Noah's pretty norm. Pretty, uh, what is it? It's not Jedediah. Right. What the fuck is that word? Normie? Secular. <laughs> <laughs> Noah is pretty secular. <laughs> But then Rusty got a job offer in Florida, so they move into a small trailer in Florida. Uh, you got me and our newborn, yeah, in a small trailer in Florida on NASA money. Here's the thing: the trailers that will happen here are not because of money. Uh oh, they are because Rusty's very interested in a particular preacher. What? He was like fire and brimstone, and Uh-oh. this this one preacher. That is how he travels his family around. Oh my god! In a, like a converted van, and um, I'll get into it in a bit. But there are many parts of Andrea and Rusty's life that will kind of mirror this preacher and his family. Oh yeah, yeah. So later on, when when Rusty denies that they were that into this preacher's teachings, yeah, remember what I just said, right? Yeah, they have another kid while there. Like, fucking, are you kidding? <laughs> and then. <laughs> Before they move, or just before they have their third, they move back to Houston. Okay, bye. Also, I want to put out there, I have no idea how much NASA pays people. Um, but you have to be incredibly qualified, incredibly smart. Right, but it is a government thing, so it could be not a lot. Just putting that out there. I would argue <laughs> government would typically be... Reliable, but not like You're, wealthy. Yeah, sure. Well, I don't think they're wealthy, but they're cert- they don't need to be living in a trailer. Right. But you can if you want to. Look, baby. So yeah, again, back in Houston, they again, have a baby. inexplicably to me, choose to live in a motorhome. Oh. Another motorhome. And the thing- How to me- big can it possibly- They have two kids and two of them and they're all in there. Uh-huh. Huh? They have three now. Oh. They have three now. Oh. Kind of like- Oh my The God. idea I'm that not this, gonna like this, this man goes. is like- Living in a fucking trailer is- If that is your situation- you got a roof over your head. You're you're doing it. You're right. doing it, girl. Right. But like for this guy to be actively working to expand the family right. while moving them into smaller and smaller trailers is fucking bizarre, no? Does he do they travel in it or is it No, they live in it. Like apparently when they moved to Florida and moved yeah. into the trailer, yeah. that that was gonna be like a six month stint, right? His job right. required a six month thing here. Yeah. I'll be back in Texas before we know it. Yeah. So they put most of their shit in storage. Okay. While they're there, he's like Hey, we didn't need any of that shit anyway, did we? And oh, she's like, what? my God. So he's like, we did pretty good in that trailer. Let's just do that from now on. Yeah, we did. Pre- you were at work all day. It's like the fucking, oh my God, the SpongeBob episode where they raise a clam. And he's like, how many diapers could it possibly make? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing will feel like that. Yeah. The whole like, story feels I've like that. I've been working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're in this new motor home in Houston. They have their fourth child, Luke. Okay. Um, So I'm seriously like logistics. Where are they sleeping? I'm not kidding. Where are they making the new babies? Kendall, I don't know. Seriously. Good question. I have one more fact for you. Maybe it's like a two bedroom, but still. The kids are homeschooled. Oh, my God. It's like quarantine all over again. 
Because Rusty was concerned the kids might pick up bad habits if they attended school, right, she right, has right, to right, fucking right. homeschool them. Oh, no. You kidding? Oh, no. Uh, following the birth of this fourth child, Andrea becomes severely depressed. Yeah, dude. I'm depressed listening. Period. Any person in the world yeah. with four children yeah. in a tiny trailer yeah. all day long. Oh, day in, day out. Day no time. Day in, day out. Never leaving. Like, uh, yeah, like think about the past two years and how fucking wonky minded people are in their but house if it with were their happening kids. in a trailer and you had four children. And it was all the time. And you were already pr- a fairly un- unstable person. Yeah, you were like predisposed to yeah. depressive episodes. And yeah. people who don't live in these conditions deal with like it, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like the reverse of that, right? Where like these conditions alone could make the most stable person. Right. You could have like a circumstantial depression from yeah. if you're living right. this way. Yeah. Um. So she becomes severely depressed, but it is, it is more than that. Right. Yeah. Um, she has a persistent feeling that Satan wanted her to kill her children. Yeah. That's yeah. More than depression. Yeah. Uh, then things start building, right? June of 99, she calls Rusty at work and tells him, I need help. Oh, God, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Page one, we're on. Oh, my God. They have four kids? Four boys. Oh, okay. He comes home and finds her shaking and chewing on her fingers. Come on, man. The following day, he takes her and the children to her parents' house, where he thinks she'll be comfortable. Yeah. And there, she attempts suicide. Ugh. Her mother finds her. Um, some sources say this was an attempt to take her own life rather than risk harming her children. Yeah. And yeah. you get that. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. If those thoughts were dominating yeah. your mind, that would be fucking terrifying. That is so scary. Fucking terrifying. And like, yeah... <laughs> I'm going to take her and the kids to her parents' house instead of me taking the kids somewhere else and letting her be alone. Giving her... Kendall, any anyone yeah. in the world would be like, I'm going to crack, Rusty. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay, we're going to go to your parents' house, but we're going to bring all the kids and you're for sure still taking care of them, but we're at your parents' house now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Amazing respite, Rusty. Very supportive of you. Send her to a hotel for a night. Yeah. Let her fucking hang out. Yeah. Let her nap. Let her let her get a good night's sleep for the first time in five, five years. years. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh She's had God. a kid every year for like years. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> she's hospitalized and she's prescribed an antidepressant. Okay. And afterwards, she meets with a social worker who described her as unwilling or not able to identify recent life stressors. Hmm. So... Let's fucking dish about why she won't tell anyone that she has been hearing the devil's voice telling her to stab her children okay. or more recently to drown them. Okay. She fears that whatever she speaks aloud, Satan will hear and use this information against her and force her to kill her children. Oh my God. So she's in prison in her mind. Yeah. Like she really believes that she can't even reach out and she can't even tell you what is going on or, or it'll get stronger. That is so scary. Yeah. That is so scary. Um, she does at one point reveal that she has been hearing voices since the birth of her first child. That is so like hard. Oh my God. Uh, Oh my God. Um, at that time, Rusty tells the social worker that his wife is struggling with the concept of salvation. What, dude? Well, so she's very stuck on 
a few particulars with religion, right? Yeah, me She's, too. <laughs> I find myself stuck. Yeah, same. I'm stuck Go on. on a few things. Say more. <laughs> I'll get into the what what she can't get out of her mind. Okay. Yeah, well, he he's not misrepresenting her, but he's certainly underselling how sick she is. Right. Right. I mean, if the doctor like, I'm like, hey, what's wrong with your wife? And he says that, I'm like, wait, wait. What? <laughs> We're not on the same. What the fuck are you talking well, about? Well, this is just a social worker who had okay. to come in and be like, are the kids safe here? Right. And he's like, she's dealing with some salvation things. I'm like, no, you didn't hear me. <laughs> Are the kids safe like today in the right. reality? Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, no, that no, wasn't my question. I mean, like tonight, is it okay? <laughs> no, like not, not like mortally. I mean, like today, are they cool? <laughs> like, oh my god, do I have to report this to somebody? No, like if they had dinner. Days later, they speak to her psychiatrist, who notes spoke to the patient's husband at length. They are requesting that she be discharged to the family's care. They have agreed to watch her around the clock and are aware that she is a risk. She is at risk of harming herself again. Okay. They're also throughout insurance reasons that she gets yep. discharged early. Of course. Um, so bear that in mind. Cause like that, if the devil is anywhere, it is like in insurance companies. <laughs> it's private insurance. Yeah. If the devil <laughs> is on planet earth, it's health insurance companies. Right, 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 right. It is unclear to me whether or not she's been taking her medication uh-huh. consistently. Yeah. Um, but soon after her release, Rusty found her in the bathroom attempting to slit her throat. Oh, fucking God. Uh, she begged him to let her die as she held the knife up to her throat. Oh, poor thing. Oh, poor thing. I know. <laughs> I know. Again, she's hospitalized. Um, this time, antipsychotic, antipsychotic medication is added to the in-hospital regimen okay. that she's on, um, and her condition improved immediately. Okay. Remember that. Um, oh, I don't like where this <laughs> is going. I don't like the setup. She also tells, describes to a hospital psychiatrist, I had a fear I would hurt somebody. I thought it better to end my own life and prevent that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trying so hard to be good, right? Like, yeah. she's trying so hard to not hurt anybody. Yeah. Ugh. She tells them there was a voice, then an image of a knife. I had a vision in my mind get a knife, get a knife. That's like, it's so ever present, like yeah. that stuff. It's yeah. never not there. Yeah. She has no peace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she acknowledges obsessive thoughts over our children and how they'll turn out. Hmm. And an intense anxiety about the responsibility of raising her children right. Yeah. Because it sounds like Rusty's got a watchful eye. And <laughs> he doesn't want to do shit to raise them. Mm -hmm. But he has a lot of ideas about how it should be done. But how I should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, she is asked to write a sentence spontaneously while inpatient, right? Okay. She writes, I love my husband and kids. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> She's just really sick. This is fucking crazy. So the antipsychotic she's on in hospital, she's prescribed the <laughs> the hospital. In, in hospital? <laughs> really? <laughs> is it? Oh, uh, she's in hospital, isn't it? <laughs> uh, she is prescribed that medication. I've never heard of it. Haldol? H-A-L-D-O-L? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 
So she's prescribed that medication to continue taking when she returns home. Okay. I'll do that then. Oh, no. I don't like how you're setting it up. (laughs) But she apparently flushed it down the toilet when she realized it was an antipsychotic. So, like... I don't know if she had a weird connotation. Like, stigma about it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, her, I know that her husband was much more comfortable calling her depression, postpartum depression, than major depressive or anything like that. Oh. I think that it was downplayed in such a major way in her home that this would have felt hard to accept. Yep. You know? Yep. Um... At this point, Rusty moved the family into a small house for the sake of her health. Thanks, Rusty. Thank you for four children and my tiny home. Oh, my God. It's the literal least you could do. Yeah. Thanks. Because they're not poor. Right. They have Blue Cross Blue Shield. I was going to say, he has government health insurance and she's still getting kicked out. Like, come on. They move into a home. They move into a house. And then (laughs) this house is not a home. (laughs) I mean, I I don't want to call a trailer like not a home. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But by July of that year, she is unstable again. Yeah. So like, let me paint the fucking picture. She is being left at home alone all day with four children to care for. Um, (sighs) Homeschooling the older one. (sighs) And she's unwell, right? And, quote, rusty babysat one night a week. How the fuck are you going to babysit your own children? That is something that I can barely begin to get into today. The babysitting your own children. Fucking come on. Like, oh, my God. It makes me homicidal when I hear shit like that. Yeah. Like, at least, like, let them go to school so she can have some time during the fucking day. There is something. I know it is evil to cast any blame when something horrible, horrible, horrible happens. But like, it does feel odd to me that he is creating an incredibly insular life for her. Yeah. When a major issue of hers is that she feels increasingly alone. Yeah. And isolated from other people. Oh my God. And he's putting in these new, new parameters in her life that only add to that. Right. Like you better be home all day with the children. Uh They can't go to school all day. Like till they're 18. Fuck you. Like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. Hell no. Yeah. Um, She suffers a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Duh. Culminating in two suicide attempts. Oh, my God. Hello. So two hospitalizations. And he's just like, you know what we should do that will really help? Keep everything the exact same. What we're doing now is working. Stay the course. (laughs) You know, let's see this through. I'll get to how Rusty really feels about mental health issues. Oh, no. So she suffers a nervous breakdown, two suicide attempts, two hospitalizations. She's diagnosed with postpartum psychosis. Yeah. Duh. And at this point, doctors are like, it is more than we can handle just to keep Andrea safe. Yeah. From herself. Yeah. In her own brain. Yeah. So from the doctor's view and psychiatrist's view, they are like, having more children is out of the question. Oh, no. Um, One of her psychiatrists, Dr. Ellen Eileen Starbranch, quote, urges Andrea and Rusty not to have any more children as it would guarantee future psychotic depression. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Um, no, no, no. Nevertheless. They conceived their fifth child but about seven weeks after her discharge from the hospital for a suicide attempt. Just Rusty. You fucking joking? What the fuck's going on here? You fucking kidding? Well, they won't use birth control. It's against his religion. 
Oh my god. 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 You can do other things, Rusty. No, he won't. He's so religious. I don't mean anal. I mean pulling out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I'll get to it. I will will get to why. No, he's literally fucking going to have more children. I guess it's not like, oh no, like, what are we going to do? I can't use birth control. It's like, sex is for procreation. Yeah, he's like, but we're not done here. <laughs> we said as many as we could. I thought we were well, all serious. your shit is still functioning, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're crazy up that? here. I know you're crazy up here, but what about all that? Oh, um, no, 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 no. And you have to remember that pregnancy requires that she discontinue her medication. Oh, man. So she stopped <laughs> oh, taking the antipsychotic again in March of 2000. And gave birth to their daughter, Mary, in November of that year. Um, At first, post-birth, she seems fairly stable. Okay, where the fuck are her parents? Is anyone saying anything? They're here. They're here. They'll they'll come in. They'll come in. Yeah, my assumption is she resumed medication after giving birth, right? Yeah. After, like, done being breastfeeding. breastfeeding or whatever. Yeah. Then, in early 2001, her father died. Uh Uh-oh. Well, he never had to see the end of this. (laughs) And for that, we should be f- thankful. <laughs> okay, yeah, like right. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be dead than no, see this good. happen. <laughs> I'd rather be dead than I'd hear it. <laughs> rather be dead than here right now. Her fam, her parents were elderly. Okay, so her dad had Alzheimer's. So she was oh my this entire God. this entire time she was like nursing her father too. What is everyone kidding? <laughs> what is everyone kidding? Oh no, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, her father died, and she Aww. is immediately off her meds again. Well, um, why? She's off. She can't. Hit, she's she, not like, consistently taking them ever, no, really. No, no, no. She's not good about, like, getting on a regimen yeah, <laughs> with yeah, the medication, but yeah. um, the stress of this event, she's off them again, right? Oh she begins God. mutilating herself and reading the Bible feverishly. She's also, she stopped feeding the new baby. Uh, um, oh. She would hold the baby in her arms nonstop, terrified to put her down. Oh my God. And she refused to feed her other children too, because she felt like they were eating too much. Okay. So, so remember her belief, she did have ED issues. In, oh. Like a history of right. that, right? Um, she herself refused food or water for long stretches. Okay. She would not speak. And he's like, things are going well. He's like, she's home all day with the children. He's like going to work every day, not thinking like this is a horribly dangerous. Not thinking every day could be the day. This is a pressure cooker. Right. Again, like I know it is, I know it is not great to be pointing fingers, but like somebody help a girl one time in your life. (laughs) Well, it's like, yeah, he's not like to blame, but he's certainly not. A supportive husband. Yeah, he is. I'm not. A, I'm not accusing him of, of like being responsible for the deaths of his children. Right. But he's a bad fucking husband. Oh yeah, that's like yeah, yeah, and bad father. Yeah, I agree with you. She began to believe there were video cameras in the ceiling, and that her and that the characters on television were talking to her and her children. So he, is she telling him this, and he's just like, "That's Andrea." No, okay, she will tell him very occasionally okay but but again for the most part she feels like if she if she tells anyone right he will hear right fucking el diablo will hear right 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 don't say it and then uh so she at, at this point she did tell him about the these little hallucinations oh, right okay he did not inform her psychiatrist 
then uh, she becomes so incapacitated that she required immediate hospitalization. He brings her to the hospital and tells staff that his wife could not survive another night at home. Okay, that's one thing Good. you've done. Yeah, like, I do not think he doesn't love her. I think he uh-huh. does not know what the fuck... I, th- I think that what she is going through is so foreign to him and and kind of flies in the face of what he believes, yeah. like, religion-wise. And yeah. I think he doesn't know where to place it in his mind. But that's your fatal flaw, brother, is you yeah. have to acknowledge that it's out of your hands and, and- you have to... Yeah. take it out there's like, an element of being willfully ignorant about yeah. like he's downplaying it to a wild degree to yeah. like uh, an unsafe degree right yeah there were so many signs I know. you know what it is it's like some <laughs> people get hit with a crime that is so out of the goddamn blue especially heinous that is especially heinous yeah that there was nothing they could have done to prevent it so it is it makes it hard when you see a crime yeah. that is so in slow motion yeah, yeah yeah it is hard to not feel like come on do yeah. something i have to like absolve myself i'm like kendall you were five you couldn't have done anything <laughs> <laughs> like 9 11 like and you were six like, like you, you couldn't, couldn't have done, done anything <laughs> Let yourself go. Release yourself of that guilt, girl. So stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I get it, though. <laughs> um, April 1st of that year, she comes under the care of a new psychiatrist and returns home, right? Okay. May 3rd, um, she degenerated back into a near catatonic state. What year is this? 2001. 2000? Oh, that's right. Her dad died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. His mother is helping them out pretty often. Thank you. Um, about a month prior, she had come for a visit and had intended to stay for about one week. But, but whatever she saw there, <laughs> she moved into a nearby extended stay hotel. <gasps> which is like, thank you. Somebody fucking support her. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. But not from inside the house. I'm going to be right down the freeway. <laughs> I'll be two exits down. So she comes by every day. She observed Andrea to be almost catatonic. Oh my God. No, I can't. Yeah. She did not respond to conversation or she made a very delayed response. And okay. she would stare into space and tremble. What she the fuck? would scratch her head until she created bald spots. And she did not eat. She did not eat. Okay. So on one of these days, in the middle of the day, she fills the bathtub up. His mother questions her, um, but she could not give a good reason for doing so. When asked, she said, I might need it. Uh So she was, in fact, contemplating drowning her five children. Um, She, on that day, decided against it. Um, And on May 4th, the following day, she attended a... A previously scheduled doctor's visit. Yeah. And whatever her behavior was there or whatever she was reporting to the doctor there, it is alarming enough that she is from there immediately hospitalized. Like involuntarily held? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Um, God. Yeah. But they get it wrong. So her psychiatrist determined that she was probably suicidal and had filled the tub up to drown herself. Guess again. Oh. Guess again. June 20th of that year. Um, how old do you think she is? Hold on. 38? 36. <laughs> Look at that, how fast I was. <laughs> June 20th, directly against um, Dr. Saeed, her, her psychiatrist at this time. Yeah. Directly against his instructions, Rusty leaves for work in the morning and leaves their five children in Andrea's care alone. Girl. Okay. And why? Okay. 
I mean, of and course, why? I, I mean, it's so much, it's easy, it's very easy to look back and say, I would have done this and I would have done that, but. But I would have done this and that. But I wouldn't have done this. Kendall, okay, ready? The instructions that have been given to her entire fucking support system yeah. are to supervise her around the clock. Yeah, come on. Um, And remember, she had only been released when they agreed to that. Oh my God, come on. It's like, yeah, people have to do better like not even just like for like if you don't care about an adult woman fine but do you not care about your five children either you cannot want a problem to disappear and then just act as if it is oh my god people be doing that people be doing that like this gen xers be fucking doing that but you can say what you want about me (laughs) but i am a rule follower like if i get discharge papers for my spouse i am following them to a t Mm-hmm. especially when it's like around my five children i think that it is negligent no like yeah he's a negligent yeah. parent yeah um like there's probably an argument that these children died by negligence yeah yeah it's like if she were using substances or mm-hmm. drinking all the time and he knew that and left them alone and something yeah. happened and an accident happened right. it seems similar to right. me right i agree with you um but well here, here's the thing right they're not purposely disregarding the instructions entirely. Okay. They're just like not following them as closely or taking them as seriously as her care team have recommended. How more serious can it be? Especially because she's attempted so many times. If that it like you might not even be able to conceptualize what happens, but think like she might complete suicide while I'm away. In front of them. In front of them. And the fact that she has at this point told psychiatrists that she she's been attempting suicide each time only to prevent herself from harming the children yeah and he he is privy to that oh and he's just going to work here's the thing though so they are the family is attempting to supervise her in shifts they are trying to but so he has scheduled his mother dora to arrive about an hour after he leaves for work to spend the day with them taking care of andrea and the children okay still that leaves an hour where andrea is alone in the home with five children yeah so during this hour andrea drowns them all during that hour I know. I didn't know that. So that means like truly someone being there stopped her. Yeah, Kendall. But it's not, but like, was she like going to do something and people stopped her or was she cognizant enough to be like, I can't do this when people are around? Her insanity or, or sanity is tricky. Yeah. She was aware that people being there would prevent her from, from harming doing the children. Okay. That if he were home, he would physically prevent her from being able to do it. Uh-huh. I have to wait until he's not home. Uh huh. But it wasn't like in a right or wrong way. Like this is this is so wrong. I can't do it in front of him. It's like he would physically stop me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she. I'll get into why she felt like it was the right thing to do. Right. Of course. Of course. Okay. But she's like logically, I have to wait for someone's out to be out of the house. Yeah. Like like physically, I can't get it done yep. if he's here. Yeah. Not yeah. like sneaky. Like I want to do it. No. Right. Not like a normal homicide would be. No. 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 So she set them up for breakfast. Right. Okay. Yeah. What and the while fuck? the while the others eat, she takes them into the bathroom one by one. Stop. Uh, <laughs> she drowns five year old John first, and then she drowns two year old Paul, and then three year old Luke, and then she lays them out on her bed. Oh God. Then she drowns the baby Mary. <sighs> she leaves Mary floating in the tub. Uh. This is actually like legitimately hard to get. This next part is like was hard to like copy out. Okay. Uh, 
And then Noah comes in. Oh. He is the oldest. Uh-uh. He is seven. Mm-mm. He sees his baby sister and he asks, what is wrong with Mary? And then he must realize what she's doing because he starts running. Oh, my God. He starts running from her. And she chases him throughout the house. She catches him and she drags him back to the tub and she drowns him. Um, but a seven-year-old is strong. Yeah. Right? A seven-year-old yeah. boy is strong. Yeah. He fought her. He was able to get his head back above water twice. Oh, my God. No. And once he was able to get out the phrase, I'm sorry, mommy. What the? F- <laughs> it's like him, him and his little brain kind of no. just realizing mom is hurting us and trying yeah. to run is yeah. too much for me. <laughs> like It's just too much. Yeah. For me. I mean, that's like how aware. Oh, God. Uh, like survival instinct stuff. Yeah. 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 That like a two year old doesn't necessarily have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and she didn't take them in any particular order. Yeah. It just happened that the oldest who is most capable of realizing and maybe helping himself yeah. happened to be last and happened yeah. to see oh his siblings God. like that and try and run. Um, yeah. Just a second. I hate this. I hate this. I that know. is the only part for me that, it, that was like, nothing is as hard as that. Okay. Um, so now she takes Mary out of the water and lays her and her brother. Oh, this part's actually hard too. <laughs> okay. So she takes Mary out of the water and lays her and her brother John's arms on the bed. Later, she will explain she did this so John could protect her in the afterlife because John had been a particularly good big brother. Okay. What are you doing? Looking them up? up? Yeah. I've never really seen her. Yeah. Oh, I see that her husband got remarried. Don't look up anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> um, the children who she has on the bed, she covers them with a sheet and she leaves Noah floating in the tub. She then calls the police and she tells them it is time. Okay. I think referring to an Armageddon type moment. Yeah, like we're going, like the rapture. Uh, and she repeats over and over that she needs an officer and she won't tell them why. Like they keep going like, well, you have to tell me what happened. And she's right. like, just send someone. Big clue of like, uh-oh, big bad if you're the if you're the operator, like fucking a, like, oh my god, she won't even tell me. Uh-huh. I got a mom who did something bad. Oh, and she's not telling. She calls Rusty and tells him you'd better come home. He asks her, "Is anyone hurt?" She oh, says, boy. "The children." He says, "Which ones?" She says, "All of them." If you hear that on the phone, the thing is, nothing Rusty could have ever done deserves that moment. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the moment he had to hear her say all of them. Yeah. Fuck. Like, he could, no one could ever fucking deserve that, you know? Yeah. Um, when police arrive, she tells them, I killed my kids. And she leads them to the bodies. Ugh. They find the four little bodies in the bed soaking wet and the fifth floating in the tub. Ugh. Andrea is quiet and cooperative. What sickos are going to want to listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> I frankly I would. Yeah. Yeah. No one ever covers it. I know. And now I'm like, I know why. <laughs> but it's not like gory. It's, no. To me, like it's harder to hear like million kids got sodomized. You know what I mean? We all are willing to talk about that. <laughs> we love talking about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean like, some Albert of these killers, Fish. like all they yeah. Cough, like, cough. <laughs> yeah, we're all willing to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, they go with the insanity defense. 
Um, And Texas law requires you prove that the defendant could not discern right from wrong at the time of the crime. I don't think she could discern up from down. (laughs) I don't think she knew anything was going on. I can't believe this bitch was stringing sentences together. I know. I can't. Like, they're talking about, like, catatonia. I know. Completely. Here are the details we learn at trial. Right. No. So she says that she waited for Rusty to leave for work that morning before filling the tub because she knew he would have prevented her from harming them. Okay. Like we had covered. Yeah. He also says that when he left that morning, the family dog was out in the main house like usual. Yeah. Um, And when he left, she locked the dog in its kennel to prevent it from interfering. Oh, fuck. Because it would have barked and freaked out. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, Andrea? Oh, my God. The dog's like unharmed. That's always so fucking weird. The dog's like, I've seen it. Scarred, dude. (laughs) Well, I think it was like in the garage, like locked in its kennel. It's like... Let me in. We're like, Andrea? Carry- <laughs> <laughs> We're like, you in there? Carrying the dog out like a baby. Like, don't fucking look. Um, oh, like, I hope it went to a good home. Damn. You know Rusty didn't keep it. He's a fucker. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They're like, this is a traumatized dog. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this shit is just like going to be fire and brimstone, honey. Right. In the weeks leading up to the drowning, Rusty had begun leaving her alone with the children for short periods of time, apparently to improve her independence. No, but that's not what they're asking you to do. No, it isn't, is it? Yeah. Look, I have a hard time with that because like in the weeks leading up, she had been in the hospital a month ago. Yeah. So what? A week out, you start telling her, you're good on your own, babe. Like (laughs) Literally, no. They will tell you like when it's time. So this hour was not a scheduling issue. He had told family and friends at a family gathering the weekend before that he had decided to leave her alone at home for an hour each morning and an hour each night so that she would not become totally dependent on him and his mother (gasps) for her maternal responsibilities. Uh, You killed your kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like you're like training a dog dude it sounds like you're training a dog killed your kids (laughs) (laughs) all of that so she would not get used to having help you dumb motherfucker like you cruel fucker yeah yeah so she wouldn't get used to having help when like arguably she is the one person on earth who needs it the most (laughs) right now what the fuck? Like, I don't want her to rest on her laurels too much right after she gets out of the psychiatric hold. <laughs> what her the hell? maternal responsibilities. Oh! To the fucking moon, Rusty. To the moon. Rusty, you're making this hard on me. Yeah. <laughs> when I found out that hour was set up on purpose. I was going to say, I was like, of co- Dora could come earlier. That was on purpose. And she would. And she would because, um, she's of a, course. She's a woman. She knows. Like, we need help here. Oh my god, this crate this is he's mm-hmm. is madman. Okay. This is blasphemy, this is madness. Oh my god. Andrea's mother heard him say this at this family gathering and expressed shock. Girl. She said that Andrea, she tells him Andrea's in no way stable enough to care for her children. And to demonstrate that Andrea was not in her right mind, she referred to a recent incident in which Andrea nearly choked <gasps> this few month old Mary by trying to feed her solid food. Oh boy. Andrea is not on earth right now. You can't leave her alone with that. Even for an hour, even for five minutes. Even to punish her, you can't do it. Right. Even to make her keep her tight. Come on. Um, 
Oh my god. And Andrea's entire care team was obviously not aware of this new policy Rusty had in place. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it lies on them at all. I don't no, I don't either. Like not at all. I agree. They did everything right. There's a CNN interview in 2001, um so so that year, where Andrea's brother explains that while transporting Andrea to Devereaux treatment facility, Rusty expressed to him that all depressed people needed was a swift kick in the pants to get them motivated. How'd that work out, Rusty? Are you feeling depressed now that your kids are all dead? Go back to work. Get back out there. Can't let you get soft, Rusty. <laughs> to the media, Rusty says that he was never told by psychiatrists that his wife was psychotic, nor that she could harm the children. What? And that had he known otherwise, he would have never had more children. What? But Rusty knew all the medications she was on. He was warned numerous times and in no uncertain terms by various psychiatrists that more children would certainly result in Andrea's psychosis. The word certainly was used to him. Yeah, particularly Dr. Eileen Starbranch, who called Andrea one of the five sickest patients I've ever seen. Oh. And she, there are, um, you know, like clinical notes, notes of hers. Yeah. These two are intending to get pregnant again. They want to go off medications. I told them XYZ. I told them XYZ. So he is lying. fucking full of it. He's lying. Yeah, he's lying. Whoa. Andrea tells her prison psychiatrist that prior to their last child, Mary, she had told Rusty she did not want to have sex because Dr. Starbranch had had said that she might hurt her children. I was going to say, how much of this was consensual? Rusty, she said, simply asserted his procreative religious beliefs, yeah, right. complimented her as a good mother, and persuaded her that she could handle more children. Your wife is telling you, I'm going to harm the children we already have. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, let's have another right now. But that's like what I'm saying. I'm like, he cannot be surprised that this happened. Like... He's being told by everyone, like, this is going to happen. I know, but there is a thing with this kind of person and guy where yeah. they think that they know better than, than everyone. the most qualified woman in the world, Dr. Eileen. Yeah, and more than the person who is suffering, telling them their experience. If it's your wife, you certainly know better. Yeah. Are you kidding? Dude, I'm, um, you know... Okay. So Rusty and his relatives blame medications. They claim she was overprescribed. Which is interesting because she was basically off her meds at the time of the event. And uh, and, and that was thing. the fucking problem. She was off her fucking meds. And being going on and off and on and off can yeah. really fuck you up as well. The one thing I feel confident about is she was not overprescribed. <laughs> she did she right. was perhaps underprescribed? Yeah. Um so Andrea is originally sentenced to life Ugh. and her insanity defense is rejected. What? Well so some fucking hack psychiatrist guy, Dr. Dietz, basically spews bullshit on the stand, yeah. saying she hatched the plan when oh, she saw on. a law and order with the same plot. Oh, come on. Uh, and that is why they convicted her the way they did. They do this a lot with women who kill their kids because they're like... Because women are Eve in the garden. Yeah. And they're tricky, tricky little bitches. Yeah. And like... If a woman kills her kids, it's because she's like the devil incarnate. Um, and I would just like to say, as a feminist, women can be bad too. <laughs> <laughs> women can be normal bad people. Yeah, women can not, be. We're not the uh, the devil well, like on it, earth. That's the thing is like there's we're treated like these matronly things. So like if we hurt children, it's like 
demonic. Yeah, it is not even a human woman doing that. Right. It is a demon in- and so, in- inhabiting her body. Yeah, put her to life. It's yeah, yeah, not yeah. like a normal psychiatric... Normal. Well, it's not like a psychi- psychiatric break yeah. um, with clearly demonstrable things leading up to it, um, not getting any support. It's like she must have something so fundamentally wrong with her that normal other human women don't have. Yeah. Like we're too docile to commit murder. There, there has to be another... another um force acting through us yeah and we gotta punish her more than a man because it's so against our dainty nature well yeah even like that it is a mother yeah if a father did it you'd be like fuck that is fucked but you wouldn't be like the devil took him over you'd be like a man got angry like a man um ran out of money yeah a man was broke because he killed his whole fucking family happens all the time but if a woman does it we're the devil. It's the biggest, craziest thing you've ever fucking seen. It's, this is the least shocking outcome. Yeah, if like for years she's been telling you, I'm, I'm going to do this thing. I'm terrified I'm going to do this thing. Please, I keep try- please, please stop, stop me. me. Please help me not do it. And he's like, no. I'm going to actually give you the tools. I'm going to give you more time alone with the children. I'm going to take yeah. you off your meds. I'm going to make it easier for you to do it. Even though you, you Begging so me. badly don't want to. Yeah. Agreed. So that episode of Law and Order did not exist. I was going to say, I um, think the episode, if there is one, was based on her. It, no, it <laughs> happened later. You're yeah. right. It literally happened that way. Yeah. There's an amazing... Um, her her name will be in the show notes. She, from an article posted on Oprah.com. Nice. But she followed this case so closely, and she is the one who, the day he fucking said that, she was like, I worked as a writer on Law & Order. That doesn't exist. I heard that. Yeah, so she was really, um, love her. Oh, my um, God. By the way, she is so untethered to reality during that tr- initial trial that um, as the jurors leave for the, f- the final time to begin deliberation, she notices her lawyer is worried, and she pats him on the back, consoling him, and goes, what verdict are we hoping for? Uh, she doesn't know what is going on even. What verdict are we hoping for? It's too sad. Too sad. Too sad, my girl. <laughs> and he goes, what? Oh, that's too sad, my girl. Oh, my God. Stop. I have to go home. <laughs> so, yeah, she got, got life in prison. And during that time in prison in 2003, they placed her on suicide watch. Uh-huh. Her lawyer explains that she believed her dead children were in purgatory and her, only her death would free them. Oh, my God. She's not even in touch right now, man. She's just constantly suffering. 2004, hospitalized, refusing to eat. Oh, my God. So six years later, there's a retrial because of that fucking loser who gave that fucked up law and uh, order shit. Law and order shit. <laughs> they find out that was a full on lie. Yeah. Um, so they get a retrial. All the same shit. What happened? What happened? At the end of it, Todd Frank, speaking on behalf of the jury, says it was very clear to us all that she did have psychosis before, during, and after. Yep, me too. Fucking sun up to sundown. <laughs> yeah. Left, right, and center. <laughs> uh so she got life i think she can have parole in like 2040 but in a mental hospital thank god yeah yeah and it apparently is like pretty good it looks more like a college campus than anything else it's better than fucking cell yeah and like hopefully she's getting fucking therapy and and medication yeah. yeah 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 like regularly administered more things we learn while she's in prison right or while she's in custody yeah yeah uh we learned that she had considered killing the children for two years before the drowning. 
And she told everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> who asked. Uh, claiming that she was not a good mother and that her sons were developing improperly. Oh. She goes, it was a seventh deadly sin. My children weren't righteous. They stumbled because I was evil. Oh. The way I was raising them, they could never be saved. They were doomed to perish in the fires of hell. Oh. She was very focused on a Bible verse from Luke 17, 2. Is that how you phrase those things? I think. Okay. <laughs> the verse goes, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should cause one of the little ones to stumble. So she feels like her children are stumbling. It would be better that she fucking kill herself. <laughs> right. Um, she related this verse to her failure to make her own children respectful and righteous. Um, a moment on the religious front. Okay. Where were we just? Diving farther into that. The couple were very invested in the fire and brimstone preaching by a family friend, Michael Waraniki. This. Okay. He had a newsletter oh called my God, Mike Warnke. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Is he, he's like a big... Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. say it again then. Uh, they were very invested in the fire and brimstone preaching by a family friend, Mike Warrenke. Yeah. He's like famous. Okay. He had a newsletter called The Perilous Times. Yeah. So Rusty will again deny that they were that into these extreme religious teachings by the Warrenkees. Yeah. you say it? Yeah. But the way the Warrenkees led their lives... They lived in a fucking bus. They homeschooled their children. Yeah. And um, Rusty's at this point, or like before the fucking major event, obviously, he was conducting family Bible study classes for his wife and children roughly every three days. So are you not imitating this guy, man? Oh, my God. And one of the things that Warren Key preached and that Andrea was becoming convinced of was that women derived from sin and that hell-bound mothers would see their children burn in hell. Nice. Thank you, Mike. You motherfucker. Love that for us. If one more fucker implies that we are derived from sin, I swear to fucking God. Oh, my God. Um, yes. So then there's the whole thing about, like, was she working for Satan or for God when she killed them, right? Oh, well, she's working for one of them. We all are. Uh, so initially she believed that it was Satan who put the thought into her mind to drown the children and encouraged her to do so. Okay. But she perceived Satan as wanting her children in hell. Okay. So that was why he put the thought in her mind, right? Okay. She believed that if she didn't do something, her children were destined to go to hell because they would not be righteous. Okay. So she felt like they're... I'm not raising them right. If I let them continue living, they'll like they'll become be, sinners and yeah, got and, it. And the devil wants them. Right. So she came to believe that by, that she was defeating Satan by taking her children's lives and saving their souls while yeah. they, while they were still innocent. Yeah. This was her arranging for them to go to heaven. Yeah. I feel like other people have said similar things. Religion fucks you up in like one way, you know? Yeah. Yeah motherfucker she also felt that like satan was influencing them to grow up and be disobedient they had to die to be saved and that revelation came in about oh one though the general notion of killing them had been on her mind since 99 but like the reasoning is going in and out yeah exactly um okay but now in 2001 she now knows it is a good thing to kill them and it, it was in their best interest to die and to save their souls okay she says explicitly later on that she was not mad at her children because they had not done anything wrong. So she wasn't killing them out of, it was love. Right. Yeah. Um, 
she just knew that if her children were to were allowed to reach the age of accountability, they would burn in hell. Yeah. So she knew that society would think that her homicides were bad, but society did not know what she knew about the fate of her children. So it was a deeply delusional act of love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's being told these things. <laughs> like she's being literally told that like you go to hell and like hell is a real place. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other things she had become convinced of in the few weeks leading up to the act, television commercials for candy were referring directly to her. <laughs> yeah, I feel, <laughs> I know that feeling. And that one commercial was saying that she was a fat pig and that she gave her children too much candy. Uh, a bit more on the cameras in the home thing. She believed that television cameras were placed throughout her home to monitor the quality of her mothering. That's like not that far of a stretch, like from his behavior. She thought her mother-in-law was in on that one. (laughs) I mean, she thought one of the cameras uh, was in her mom, her mother-in-law's glasses. (gasps) Um, And again, that Satan was literally within her. Oh God. So they got to her. They made her believe it. God. She believed her children would never be right because she had ruined them due to her defective mothering. She thought that her son, Luke would become a mute homosexual prostitute. He's three. (laughs) (laughs) What did he do? (laughs) He was quiet one day. Why him? Oh my God. He's three. She thought her son John would become a serial murderer. The good big brother. Really? Oh my God. She thought that her son Noah, when I say thought, like she, to her, she knew, right? Right. um, That Noah would die a tragic death. Well... Well, you drowned him. One out of three. But no matter what happened to them, that they would definitely burn in hell. After the fact, when she's arrested, she not only made no effort to hide her crime, but she requested punishment. Right. Like, her whole thing was like, if I kill them, great, they'll go to heaven. And then she thought that, um, again, she believed that Satan was within her and tormented her and her children through her. Mm-hmm. And she thought that after she would drown her children, she would be arrested and executed. And she indicated that Satan would be executed along with her. Oh. So if I'm not on earth, neither is the dark passenger. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just like, I'm clearing this all out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she also, again, for her like insanity defense, um, her delusional belief that the TV cameras are monitoring her did not stop her from killing her children in her, in her home. Mm-hmm. So she thought she was like being broadcast and she still oh, did it. You know what I mean? Geez. So she was not trying to like hide and be yeah. sneaky. Yeah. Definitely um, not. Yeah, in 2004, Rusty finally files for divorce. Okay. He got remarried, had another child, and that marriage again ended in divorce. Oh, my God. Uh, Finally, of the entire event, Rusty says, The Bible says the devil prowls around looking for someone to devour. I look at Andrea, and I think that Andrea was weak. Think (gasps) about a field of deer. There's one limping around, and that is kind of the way I see it. Andrea was weak, and he attacked her. So you tell me if what Rusty just said is that much fucking crazier or that much more fucking normal than anything Andrea has said. Right. Right. This all sounds like the same shit to me. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the devil did take her, but it's because she was weak. She was limping around on earth. The devil inhabited her body. Um, I agree. What is your question? Yeah. Like what she's saying. I agree. Like the devil did inhabit her. Yeah. Is that any more fucking rational or normal than what this literally psychotic person's been preaching? Oh my God. 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 Rusty. Freaks. Whatever. I'm done. Okay. um, Let me gather my thoughts, girly. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I actually have to pee. Hold on. Okay. All right. Feel free to share the information. Feel free to absorb it, but like not too much. Like <laughs> you don't have to let it become deeply in- ingrained in you. But you know, so remember. Yeah. Remember the lessons. Take your little nuggets of information. Um. But as for where you heard it, tell no one. Bye. Bye. Bye.